You're listening to the Aquatic Wetline, a tropical fish-keeping podcast hosted by 23-year-old fish keeper, Aqua Alex Cardinal. For three years, we provided you with quality tropical fish information, and we'll continue providing some information on freshwater and saltwater tropical fish. Let's dive down deep into the aquarium and chat fish. Live from his fish room is Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is now live. This is the Aquatic Wetline Tropical Fish Keeping Podcast. Right here on Rock Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. We are the first, most successful fish keeping podcast on Blog Talk Radio. If you do a Google search with our name, you will get over four pages worth of stuff. Aquatic Wetline was founded in 2013 to provide tropical fish keepers with freshwater and saltwater aquarium informal and interesting shows. Over the past four years, Aquatic Wetline has delivered some good shows that are well received worldwide. Aquatic Wetline is hosted by a 23-year-old fish keeper named Aqua Alex Cardinelli, who has a passion and love for freshwater and saltwater fish ever since he was born. Let Aqua Alex talk to you about fish and tank on. Hey, yeah, uh, this is the Aquatic Wetline, a tropical fish keeping show brought to you by Aqua Alex in Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's get back to the tropical fish chat right now. <laughs> Hello, tropical fish keepers. Welcome to a very special Sunday night episode of the Aquatic Wetline. I am Aqua Alex Cardinelli, broadcasting live from my fish room right here in Springfield, Massachusetts. I hope all of my fish keepers out there are having a good Sunday night and are ready for some awesome tropical fish chat. Tonight's episode of Aquatic Wetline is episode number 380, and that means we are only 20 episodes away from our historic 400th episode. So now the fun begins as we get ready to break yet another record. And I hope that tonight's episode, number 380, is going to be a good show for you guys. And I can't wait for our 400th episode. Anyhow, I have another fun tropical fish topic, and I'm going to enjoy talking about it. And I hope that you will enjoy hearing me explain the topic in further detail. As stated before on the aquatic wetline, I have been keeping tropical fish for 11 years, a good nine and a half years on freshwater, and almost two years now on saltwater. I have had many different species of tropical fish over the years. But then again, there are many fish I have yet to keep, and they are considered my dream fish. However, I do have many favorite fish. 
a normal tropical fish keeper would generally have only one or two favorite fish, but not me. I'm certainly not a normal fish keeper. I love every fish I own. I have a huge passion for the aquarium hobby, and I really do enjoy keeping and talking about tropical fish. I have so many favorite fish. It's unbelievable, but I, I have so many because I love all the fish I have. So in case some of you are skeptical about me saying this fish is my favorite, that fish is my favorite, now you know why. I love every fish I have, and if it's in my tank, it's my favorite, and it's there for a particular reason. However, I do have many species of fish that are near and dear to my heart, and I'm going to talk about these species to you tonight. Also tonight, 2017 is turning out to be an awesome year for aquatic wetline and also for my fish keeping hobby. I have huge fish worm plans for 2017, and we're going to talk about that on the show tonight. So here is the agenda for today's episode of Aquatic Wetline. In the first half of the show, I'm going to have a discussion on the dream fish I have yet to own. Find out what my dream fish are, the ones that I have yet to keep or at least keep successfully. Plus, I'll have some brief information on each of the dream fish that I want to own. I will have a discussion on my personal favorite fish species and the fish that have a special place in my heart. Find out why I like these fish and get some information on them. And then in the second half of the show, after the intermission, I'm going to share my spring 2017 fish room plans with you. Find out why I am so excited for spring and what it has to do with my fish keeping hobby. If any of my fish keepers out there have any favorite fish or dream fish that they would like to talk about, I invite you to call in at 1-347-989-8142. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142 to discuss your favorite fish and or your dream fish that you have yet to own. I would love to hear from my tropical fish keeping audience. So do please feel free to call in at 1-347-989-8142. Now, if you're listening to the archive of today's show, which is the recorded version, then you can simply post your favorite fish and or your favorite dream fish you have yet to own on my Facebook group, Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline. Please go to uh, Facebook and type in the search bar, Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline. Click on the group and join, and you can post your favorite fish and your dream fish there. With that being said, let's go ahead and get started. So I'm going to start with the dream fish I have yet to own, and I'm going to start with freshwater. The first dream fish in freshwater that I have yet to own is a fish called a dovi cichlid, Paracromis dovi. Now, I personally like a dovi cichlid because they are very nice monster fish, and as many of you know, 
I have been at the Monster Fish for a majority of my 11 years in the fish keeping hobby. I've I've kept everything from arowanas, freshwater stingrays, to um, paku and things like that. But I've never dedicated a tank to one specific aggressive large fish. Now, a reason that I really love the Dovi cichlid is it's a large growing cichlid at least two to three feet. Now, it grows to about 28 to 34 inches for the male, and the female grows to about 18 inches. So they get very big. And they're very, very, very aggressive. So chances of a Dovi having tank mates in the same aquarium is very low. Sure, they may tolerate a tank mate when they're juveniles and as they grow up, but as they mature, their aggression is going to get the better of them, and they're most likely going to kill their tank mate. However, it has worked in the past for several fish keepers, and if people would like to keep uh, would like to keep Dovi with other um, tank mates, I would personally recommend aggressive cichlids like red devils and managuents and other cichlids that could probably defend themselves. But we have to remember that Dovi cichlids have teeth, so they can actually tear up their tank mates. And that's one of the reasons why I haven't owned a Dovi cichlid yet is because they are really aggressive, they have teeth, and they need a huge tank. I mean, if I could get away with keeping one in a 55-gallon tank by itself, then I would have one in there, but they get to be about two to three feet, so they're going to need a bare minimum of 75-gallon aquarium. Now, they have a good personality with strong teeth, and that trait of having a good personality, I would say, is passed down by all the cichlids. I've noticed that all the cichlids that I've kept have a good personality. Cichlids like Red Devils, Oscars, Chocolate Cichlids, Walru, Managuents, Jack Dempsey's, Black Belts, and Aspilliums, etc. I can go on and on. They all had good personalities, but from what I hear and what I see on YouTube, the Dolai Cichlids have a personality that uh, I am really interested in, and I've seen some gorgeous Dolai uh, on YouTube. I hope I'm going to say this YouTube channel right. I think it's Mr. Man or something like that. He has a fantastic Dovi on his YouTube channel. It's been a long time since I've seen a, a video of his Dovi, so I forgot the name of his channel, but it's a really large Dovi in a really large tank. It's an absolutely stunning tropical fish. So I would say at the top of my list for freshwater is the Dovi cichlid. That is one of my first dream fish of all time. My second dream fish in freshwater is a type of silver dollar. It's actually a whole species of silver dollar, and it's called Mylosoma silver dollars. So in my 11 years of fish keeping, I pretty much had every type every type and kind of silver dollar that you can imagine. I had spotted silver dollars. I had a regular silver dollar that had a red spot on it. I had uh, Mentinus argentinus and all the regular silver dollars. I had red hooks. I had both varieties of black bars. So over my 11 years of fish keeping, silver dollars were a big part of my fish keeping hobby. Growing up as a young, a young kid and a teenager and a young man, 
I really like silver dollars, and to this day, I'm not sure what brought me to silver dollars. I think they are a nice fish. They're very active, and uh, they're schooling, and they grow to a decent size, and I still have silver dollars. I have some in my freshwater display tank, but Rezooks are one of the best silver dollars, I think, in my personal opinion. But anyway, there's a group of silver dollars I have yet to keep, and they're called Mylosoma silver dollars. They're not very common in the aquarium hobby, and they're only available from time to time. They are quite seasonal, and they're always wild caught. So they're coming straight from Peru, Colombia, Brazil, and the Amazon. So that's why they're kind of rare as well. And they're pretty expensive for a silver dollar. Now, a Mylosoma silver dollar is a lot different than your typical silver dollar. It's a lot different from the Mentinus silver dollar. It's a lot different than the Mylia silver dollar because it doesn't have the round shape like the um, Mentinus do. And it doesn't have the circular, the uh, uh, shape that Mylias do where the Mylias are long and they have the long anal fins. But the Mylosoma are more like a Paku. They are shaped like a Paku. Now, but they don't get as big as a Paku. They have the orange belly and the orange colorations as a Paku, but they still have a silver coloration. So just think of a Mylosoma silver dollar as a big silver dollar with orange belly and orange anal fins and very, very round. They're as round as a dinner plate. That's why I'm comparing them to like a Paku. And, uh, I actually, for years, wanted to find one, and none of my fish stores had them or could get them. And to this day, I haven't had the opportunity to get one, but I definitely want a Mylosoma Silver Dollar. Now, in terms of care, the Mylosoma Silver Dollars are probably easy to keep, as well as the other Silver Dollars. They're probably very, very hardy. And they do get pretty big. They max out about 7 to 12 inches. So that makes them bigger than uh, Mentinus species and around the same size as red hooks and black bars. So they're actually a, a good medium to large size silver dollar. Um, 7 to 12 inches is definitely not a big size. A lot of fish keepers with a 75-gallon, 90, or even a 125-gallon could handle these fish. So I think one of the reasons that I haven't had the opportunity to have this fish it's because it's rare, and I haven't seen them when I had a, a freshwater tank. When I had a freshwater aquarium, they were nowhere to be found. But guess my luck. When I was doing saltwater only a few months ago or a year ago, there was one at a fish store called uh, Fish Trendy Tropical Fish in South Hadley, Massachusetts. And I was like, God damn. If I had a freshwater tank at the time, I would have gotten him. But now I have a freshwater tank. And hopefully I'll, I'll come across another Mylosoma silver dollar at either a fish store or an online uh, fish store that I go to. All right, so that's my second freshwater dream fish. Moving along now, another dream fish that I have yet to keep is a type of clown knife. And I will let it be known right now that I have kept the regular clown knives. I have kept the albino clown knives. But there is one clown knife that eludes me all these 11 years, and that is the royal clown knife. Now, the royal clown knife is literally the same as a regular clown knife in care, as in care, the same 
here of a regular clown knife, they get the same size as a regular clown knife, which is um, three feet about, or even more than three feet. Some clown knives have been known to grow three and a half feet. So they're going to need a pretty large aquarium. Um, a royal clown knife and a regular clown knife are probably going to need anywhere from a 125 to 300 gallons because they do get rather large. But the royal clown knife has much more unique striping and a better uh, pattern than a regular clown knife, whereas a regular clown knife simply has circles. The royal clown knife has stripes and miniature dots all over its uh, gray body, and that is what I like about the Royal Clown Knife. Um, the only time I've seen them at my area or in my area, they have been ridiculously priced. They're like $150 for a uh, 8 to 12 inch fish. I'm not going to pay 150 bucks for a Royal Clown Knife. That's a lot of money considering that I can get the same size regular Clown Knife for, for $20. A lot of fish stores up here in Massachusetts, they'll charge you an arm and a leg for a fish that has different patterns. I'll never understand that. But I'm pretty sure one day I will come across a royal clown knife that is a true royal clown knife and one that I can actually afford to get. Now, I would like to give a warning to all of the monster fish out there and all the knife fish uh, lovers out there. There are some fish stores and some pet stores and uh, fish stores online that are going to sell you, sell you juvenile regular clown knives as royals. Now, when a, juvenile, when a clown knife, a regular clown knife is a baby, it'll have markings of that of a royal clown knife, but it won't have the tiny dots. It'll just have the stripes. So, once again, I would like to remind all of uh, the monster fish keepers and the knife fish lovers out there, don't be fooled by your local fish store selling small inch-and-a-half to three-inch clown knives, labeling them as a royal clown knife, because a baby royal clown knife will have the spots as well as the strikes. A regular clown knife will just have stripes that will turn into circles as the clown knife matures. So... I just wanted to share that with all of you, share my knowledge that I know about clown knives with all of you, my wonderful listeners. Now, a little earlier on the show, I said that I kept freshwater stingrays, and that is true, but I only kept one version of freshwater stingrays, and I kept the Matoro stingrays. It's always been a dream of mine to one day have some of those rarer freshwater stingrays you see out there, like the ones that have a black body with white dots. I think it's called the Leopoldi or something like that. And, of course, you've got your um, hybrid more uh, hybrid uh, Matoro stingrays. I keep getting confused with moray and uh, Matoro because uh, I'm a saltwater fish keeper too, and I like moray eels. But Matoro stingrays, I like some of the hybrid ones out there. So there is a wide variety of freshwater stingrays out there that I like. Um, what I like about stingrays is that they're a very personable, cute fish. They have a cute little face that you will never see in an, on a, another fish. They have a very nice, unique body, and that face always looks like it's smiling. 
and it always looks like a happy fish. And that is the reason why I personally like the freshwater stingray. It's a very, very nice fish. My next freshwater dream fish is a peacock bass, and it's a type of peacock bass. Well, actually two types of peacock bass. One of them is a Taminus peacock bass, or you can call it a Taminus peacock bass, or however it's pronounced, I don't know, but it's a peacock bass that has stripes and spots. It's a very, very beautiful peacock bass. And I am a peacock bass fan, believe it or not, even though I haven't kept any in a long time. I do like peacock bass, but the one thing that I dislike about peacock bass is that most of them are hard to get to eat frozen food and pellets because a lot of them have been trained to eat live food since they've been entered into the aquarium hobby. Nowadays, there are captive-bred peacock bass, and those ones will tend to eat uh, frozen food, but I haven't seen a peacock bass in my area in the last year and a half. Um, and the only ones I do see are the common mono peacock bass. I like the Orinoco peacock bass. I like the Tenminus peacock bass and all the rarer ones. So I guess if I ever wanted a peacock bass, I knew I can get one. I'd probably have to go to com. And if I was really wanting a peacock bass, I would get a Tenminus peacock bass. And also, there's a peacock bass that I really love, and I actually really want to own someday, and that is a Azul peacock bass, which is a very, very beautiful fish. And I tell you, you got to see this fish. I really recommend you guys go to Google and type in Azul peacock bass, A-Z-U-L. It's a very absolutely stunning, show-quality peacock bass. And I'm going to make sure that one day I get one of them. Now, peacock bass do get pretty big. Some of them can grow anywhere from two feet to about three feet. So they're going to need a really large aquarium, probably uh, 125 gallons and upwards to 300 gallons. And they're actually a schooling cichlid. But they are very, very fun. And... Very cool to watch swim by. They're very fun to feed. Um, when I had peacock bass, I used to feed them chopped up tilapia, uh, chopped up market shrimp. And when I say market shrimp, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the raw shrimp that you would get at your, your grocery store. Uh, because I have a lot of people in my chat room when I'm hosting shows and I say uh, market shrimp, they think I'm talking about the shrimp that you go to your local fish store and buy. No, I'm talking about the shrimp that they sell at your grocery store in the seafood department. That is the shrimp that I use to feed my fish, and that's the shrimp I've been using for about 10 years now. But anyway, I used to feed my peacock bass market shrimp along with chopped up tilapia and um, chopped up other species of fish. And I also fed frozen food like frozen uh, blood worms and frozen brine shrimp, and they also uh, after several months of trying, took some of the Hikari Massivore Delight um, pellets that I offered. Now, I want to talk about those Hikari Massivore Delight pellets. For monster fish, they are a great pellet. Now, I am actually a fan of um, uh, Hikari Massivore Delight. It's a very, very good food. I said that 
that food to many of my monster fish. I sent it to my peacock bass, as I said. I've had my datnoids eating it. I've had stingrays eat it. My motoral stingray ate it. I had pacus eating it. I had red oxidators eating it, arowanas, and, of course, all of my cichlids. So if there's any monster fish out there that aren't eating um, pellets, you know, like bikers or whatever, because I know there's a lot of people that keep monster fish. If you've got a finicky monster fish, I really would recommend that you give Akari uh, Carnivore Delight a try. And no, this is not a paid promotion or a sponsorship of some kind. This is simply me, Aqua Alex, as a fish keeper, talking about one of my favorite foods that I fed to my monster fish. So Temenus and Azure Peacock Bath are on my list of dream fish that I will own someday or want to own someday uh, for fresh water. All right. The next three dream fish for freshwater are all varieties of fancy Pocostomus. And they are the Gold Nugget Pleco. Now, the Gold Nugget Pleco is a very nice, uh, very nice Pleco. It's a black body with a lot of yellow to goldish spots. And their tail, has, uh, their tail is colored in yellow. And it's a very nice fish. Now, there's two varieties of gold nugget pluckos. I think there's one that's L18, I think. And if I'm correct, the other one's L188. I'm not positive. I don't know my uh, fancy plucko numbers. But I do know there is two species of golden nugget pluckos out there. Both are very nice. They're a warm water type of pleco, So they do good with discus and tropical fish, they like their water to be about 74 to, to 82, so they'll do well with just about anything from South America, or in retrospect, anything that lives in a temperature range of 72 degrees to 82 degrees Fahrenheit. The other pleco that I like is a leopard cactus pleco, a very, very expensive fish, but that is a fish one day that I am willing to own. And I'm willing to pay the money for them because they're a very nice, fancy pleco. And it's definitely worth the money because these plecos are very nice. Again, I would personally recommend that you guys go on Google and do a Google image search of leopard cactus pleco. Another pleco that I like is the orange cheek pineapple pleco. And the orange cheek pineapple pleco is a, a, a gorgeous fish. It, it has rubber, tough-like scales, similar to that of an armor puma, and it has orange on its, on its face. Very, very nice fish. And if you want to see what that fish looks like, just go on Google and type in orange cheek pineapple, uh, pine comb or pineapple pleco. A lot of people call it. A lot of people call it um, pine comb pleco, but the name I use is um, orange cheek pineapple pleco. And my last favorite green fish is in one of my favorite uh, fish families, and that is the trimax cichlid. The trimax cichlid belongs to the genus Amphilophus. 
Now, the Trimax cichlid looks very similar to the flower horn. With one exception, the Trimax cichlid is a natural fish. The Trimax cichlid is a fish that you would find in the wild. This is a real natural fish. This is not man-made to to be a, a hybrid fish. This is not a fish that is made to be colorful for people to buy. The Trimax cichlid is a natural fish. Now, what I like about the Trimax cichlid is that these fish have varying colors. I mean, most of them have red coloration and a little bit of green and, and purple and other colors, but each fish varies. Each fish is going to have its own coloration, and I found that the Trimax cichlids are very similar in temperament to uh, the Red Devils and the Mudders. They're the same temperament, and they're, they're very uh, stunning to keep. I haven't had the opportunity to have one. I haven't seen them available in the last two or three years. So if should one come my way, I would be willing to uh, try a Trimax cichlid. I'm pretty sure that I would have a lot of fun with the Trimax cichlid. So those are my freshwater dream fish. Now, if there's any freshwater listeners out there, I do want to remind you that you're more than welcome to call in at 1-347-989-8142 to share your favorite freshwater dream fish that you have yet to own. So, once again, if you are a freshwater keeper and you're tuned in live, you're more than welcome to call in at 347-989-8142 and discuss your favorite freshwater dream fish. All right, moving along now. I'm going to talk about my favorite saltwater dream fish that I have yet to own. So now I'm going to talk about some of the dream tropical fish species in saltwater that I have yet to own and I want to own. So here we go. Here is my dream fish in salt water. Zebra moray eel. Now, I am a huge moray eel fan. I love moray eels. They are a very striking fish. They have a lot of personality, and they're very intimidating. Somebody that sees a uh, moray eel is going to think that they're going to get bit. But in reality, moray eels are actually quite harmless to humans. I mean, they might bite the human on accident, but folks must remember that moray eels are, have very poor sight. They have to rely on the sense of smell. This, this, what they smell is what they eat. Their, their sense of smell is uh, what they see with. So make sure if you ever are in a tank with a moray eel or in an ocean with a moray eel, do not get your fingers close to a moray eel. If you're going to hand feed a moray eel, make sure the moray eel comes up to you close, the food product by the moray eel's mouth, and you'll prevent getting bit. But anyway, back to the topic at hand, I love moray eels, and I personally, at the moment, have a snowflake moray eel, which is one of the common morays, and a snowflake moray eel is actually a pebble-tooth moray eel. And uh, pebble-toothed moray eels are reef-friendly. They can live in reef systems of coral because all they eat is crustaceans like shrimp, crabs, etc. 
Now, the zebra moray eel is also a pebble tooth moray. And the reason I like the zebra moray eel is because it's an absolutely beautiful and gorgeous fish. It's a black fish with black and white stripes. And I really recommend going on Google and doing a search on the zebra moray eels because I think you guys are going to think that they fascinating fish as well. I really enjoy the zebra moray, and I'm going to definitely have one in my saltwater aquarium sooner rather than later because I really like the zebra moray eels. And if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio or actually wherever you're listening, the image of today's episode is a zebra moray eel. That is my first saltwater dream fish. That is the top of my saltwater dream fish, the zebra moray eel. Okay, my next favorite saltwater fish is a species of fox face rabbit fish. Now, if you've been following aquatic wetline for the last year and a half, you know that I love my fox faces. Rabbit fish are absolutely stunning. But the fox face roll and the one spot fox face are one of the fish that I hold close to my heart because I like them. But there are a couple of fox faces that I do like and I do want to own because they are stunning as well. The first one is called a magnificent fox face. It is gray. It has a gray body with the black stripe running down its face. It has some black patches on it. Its top dorsal fin is painted red, and its tail and anal fin are painted yellow. So with a magnificent fox face, you're going to get a fish that has gray, black, yellow, and red. So it's like a fish that was painted. It's a very, very nice fish. Now, the magnificent fox face is pretty similar in regards to care for a regular fox face and a one-spot fox face. But what really drives me to wanting one of those is they are an absolutely stunning fish. And I think a magnificent fox face would look great on a black background or in a tank that has a white background or even a a dark blue background. Or you could do a a blue light, like a blue LED or, or a light blue aqua blue LED. But anyway, I think the magnificent fox face is a stunning saltwater fish. And another fox face that I would consider a dream fish of mine is a bicolor fox face. Now, a bicolor fox face is a fox face that has two colors. It is half yellow and half black. Normally on the bicolor fox face, um, the backside where the, where the tail is is yellow and the front side is black. Same care And everything is the same about this uh, fox face compared to the other three. But what I like about them is the color. I like that they have both black and yellow, which is pretty cool in my uh, my opinion. All right, so moving down, now we're going to to my next favorite saltwater fish. Coming straight, straight to us from Hawaii, is the orange shoulder tang. 
Now, the orange shoulder tang is a species of tang that is very nice. Um, it, is, it, is, it is in the same family as the powder blue and powder brown tang. And they don't get too big. They get to be about 12 to 14 inches. They have a gray body with an orange shoulder and purple coloration. Very, very nice-looking fish. I saw one at a local fish store when I first entered the aquarium hobby, and then I saw some on YouTube, and then I saw some more at another local fish store, and I said, when I get a big tank, I'm going to get one of these. So when I get a bigger saltwater tank, I'm definitely getting an orange shoulder tang. From what I've seen and what i researched on the orange shoulder tang, um, they are very, very hardy, and they are – um, one of the least likely tangs to get sick diet and the correct water parameters. So I can't wait to one day eventually own a orange shoulder tang. By the way, when I did the shoot, shoot straight at you, I was copying my good friend, Hannah Protiscus William T. I'm sure many of you guys remember him. I remember him saying that all the time. So I thought I'd bring some humor onto today's show. All right, my next favorite saltwater fish is the chocolate tang. Now, this is a tang that starts off as a juvenile as a totally different fish. Now, this tang is also called a lemon peel mimic tang. Now, when the uh, chocolate tang is juvenile, it is mimicking a lemon peel angelfish. So that means that it has yellow coloration with a blue face. As the chocolate tang matures, it loses all of the yellow coloration, and the yellow coloration turns into a dark brown color, hence chocolate color, hence the name. And they lose that, they lose that uh, blue spot. However, some of them keep the blue spot, and however, some of them lose them, so it does depend on the individual fish. These I have read are also very hardy, and they grow to about 8 to 9 inches, so they're... They're a small species of surgeon fish, and they're capable of being kept by any aquarist who has a 75-gallon and up, of course, a saltwater tank. I can't wait to have one of them. Dory. Dory is one of my dream fish. A blue hippo tang, or also known as a regal blue tang. The blue hippo regal tang is a fish that I want. Um, I tried one before failed. I lost that one due to ick. I tried one again when I had the 120, and it lived. It did pretty well. Um, and he ate well, and I succeeded at keeping that one. Um, but unfortunately, I sold the 120-gallon aquarium, and I had to sell him with it. So he went, but I did successfully keep one time a blue hippo tang, but I actually like to keep one for life. So when I get a larger aquarium, I will definitely have a blue hippo tang again. All right, so my next dream saltwater fish is a type of marine angels, and it's called a French angelfish. Now, French angels start off as cute juveniles, full black coloration with dark gold to yellow stripes. As they mature, those stripes turn white. And as they mature to adults, they still have a lot of coloration. So French angelfish stay beautiful even as they get to their adult size and even as they get full-growing. 
I can say that I really like the uh, French Angels because they are um, a very, very nice fish. So I'm definitely one time am going to own a French Angel fish. Bonjour. Yes, that's right. I like the French Angel fish. All right. Another dream fish of mine that I have tried before several times, and I seem to have the worst luck with this fish, is a yellow-bellied dog-faced puffer. And that's very strange because I have a normal dog-faced puffer that is doing 100% fine. However, I've tried twice with a yellow-bellied dog-faced puffer, and each two times I failed. They would just not eat, and they sat and perished after two or three days, and I think it's because I ordered them online, and I didn't have the time to inspect them and make sure that they were eating and they were a good size. So I think that that was on me. But like I said, I've never, ever seen any of the yellow-bellied dog-faced puffers locally. All I've seen is the regular dog-faced puffers, and I love those too. But I really like the yellow-bellied dog-faced puffers. They are, they're an absolutely uh, gorgeous puffer. And hopefully one day I'll find a quality, healthy, decent one. And if I ever order a yellow-bellied dog-faced puffer online again, it's going to be from a website that has a what-you-see-is-what-you-get section, like the Live Aquaria, Diver's Den, and Blue Zoo Aquatics Collector's Corner. I also really want to own a blue jaw trigger and a panther grouper. Those are my next two saltwater green fish, with the blue jaw trigger being one of the smaller triggers, only maxing at about 8 to 12 inches, but mostly in aquariums, 8 inches is what you would expect, a blue jaw trigger. And a panther grouper reminds me of a saltwater's version of an Oscar because it acts just like an Oscar, and it has behavior similar to an Oscar cichlid. And I can't wait to one day have a Panther grouper. All right, folks, those are all of my personal favorite dream fish. Once again, you can call in live at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two to talk about your favorite saltwater and freshwater dream fish. All right, now I'm going to go ahead and discuss my personal favorite fish species. Now that we talked about my uh, dream fish species, now I'm going to talk about the favorite fish species that holds a special place in my heart and are some of my favorite fish. And I'm going to start with the freshwater side. Uh, For freshwater, one of my all-time favorite fish are black bar silver dollars, Myelius strumbachi. They come in two forms, wide bar, which is a uh, black bar silver dollar that has a very thick white bar, has an orange belly sometimes, and it has a aqua blue anal fin. Very, very gorgeous fish. If you haven't seen a wide bar silver dollar before, do yourself a favor. Go on Google and search wide bar silver dollar, and they're going to be in awe at the beauty of this fish. Also, there is a fin bar black bar silver dollar. It has the red hook, like a Miley's red hook silver dollar, but it has a very, very thin bar and sometimes can have an orange belly. And uh, these silver dollars, the black bar silver dollars, are very, very hardy and easy to keep. 
The Red Hook Silver Dollars are also one of my favorites. Now, the Red Hook Silver Dollars are Silver Dollars that have the red anal fin and get some red-orange coloration on its stomach and body as it matures. And it grows a little bit larger than the regular Silver Dollar and is a lot taller than the regular Silver Dollar. Um, it's almost as tall as an angelfish, but with the exception that Red Hook Silver Dollars get to be about 8 to 12 inches, sometimes even bigger. So Red Hooks and Black Bars do need large aquariums, 75 gallons and up. My next favorite freshwater fish is a South American algae eater called a flagtail prochilotus. Now, a flagtail prochilotus is a type of cherisin. There are two species of flagtail prochilotus. You have your semi-prochilotus tenaris and semi-prochilotus insignis. Both are very beautiful. They have flags on their tail, as the name, and they have red and yellow coloration, and one species of them even has spots on its body. These are good algae eaters as they'll eat green algae in your tank. They'll take care of diatoms, and they'll also eat um, hair algae in your aquarium as well. They also accept other foods. They're very hearty and will get along with your South American cichlids like chocolates, walrus, etc. Speaking of chocolate cichlids, they're a favorite fish of mine as well. They're a very nice fish. They start off as very cute, personable juveniles and turn out to be show-stopping display fish adults. Um, chocolate cichlids can range in colors from a nice brown coloration to a red-amber coloration to even a nice purple coloration. I think every fish keeper at some point has kept a chocolate cichlid if they are freshwater keepers. Severums are another favorite of mine. There is a wide variety of Severum cichlids out there. You've got your green Severum, your gold Severum, your rock keel Severum, your red spotted green Severum, your uh, super red spotted Severum, which is a gold Severum that is covered in red spots. You've got your heroes, Nadius Severum. There's over 10 choices of different Severums out there. They're a beautiful fish. They have a lot of personality. And I often call the Severum a poor man's discus because I think Severums are one of the fish that are closest thing to discus. Um, and there are, other, there are other South American cichlids that people consider to be the poor man's discus. Now, another fish that is my favorite in freshwater is a pike cichlid. Now, pike cichlids are very similar to uh, – to uh, snakeheads. Snakeheads are now illegal to own. You can't have snakeheads here in the United States of America, as we all know. So the closest thing that we can have is pike cichlids. I personally love the orange pike cichlids, the belly, the belly crawler pike cichlids, and I also like the cobra pike cichlids, the johanna pike cichlids, the cincta pike cichlids. I like a lot of pike cichlids. So if I ever see a pike cichlid at a store and I have money, I'm probably going to pick one up because I really like pike cichlids. Waru I like. Waru are similar to Severums and chocolate cichlids. However, they're not as aggressive as those two are. They're a little bit more timid. And that's not to say that chocolates and Severums are mean. Don't get me wrong. They're just semi-aggressive. They usually will not pick a fight with anybody in the aquarium. They will stand up for themselves. But a waru is more timid. 
and it's uh, another fish that resembles a discus. And actually, Awaru has um, the same slime and mucus that their fry feed on, similarly to a discus. So discus and Awaru are fish that have a slime coating for their juvenile fish and their fry to attach to and eat. Green phantom plecos and royal plecos and uh, galaxy plecos and vampire plecos are my favorite fancy plecos. It's always nice to have a fancy pleco in an aquarium. Red devil cichlid are my favorite. My personal favorite variety of a red devil cichlid would be a creamsicle red devil. I think it's a very nice uh, fish. I think the red and white creates a very nice contrast for this fish. And I think that um, a creamsicle red devil is a very photo Genic fish, meaning a fish that you can go and take pictures of, a very, very nice fish. So, speaking of red devils, uh, on tomorrow's episode at 6 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be talking about red devils as I debut my new series, Amphilophis Hour, here on uh, Aquatic Wetline. So, tomorrow, Monday, March 20th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Mountain, and uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, join me as I talk about Red Devils and Midas in the series debut, Amphilophus Hour. But anyway, now on to my next favorite tropical fish, and that would be Spotted Silver Dollars, like I said. Uh, and then I've got Cynodontus Catfish. I like the Cynodontus Eruptus and the Cynodontus Decorus Catfish. The Decorus Catfish is a very nice uh um, fish. If you haven't ever seen one, definitely go check them out. They're very beautiful. I like the monster fish. I like red-tailed catfish. I like tiger shovelnose. I like oscars. I like Jack Dempsey's. I like pakus, and I like arowanas. Those are my favorite freshwater species. Now we're going to move along to saltwater. My first favorite saltwater fish is a gold-striped maroon clownfish. Beautiful. A dark maroon red, a dark gold color, and a dark red color. Nothing more than you can ask for. So you take a dark red fish, you add dark gold stripes, and you got a stunning fish. I, re I recommend you guys check out the gold stripe maroon clown pictures on Google if you haven't seen one. Dog face puffers are another favorite of mine. Manila puffers are another favorite of mine. I'll just say that I love all the Aerothron puffers. A Niger triggerfish is another favorite saltwater fish of mine. A deep purple triggerfish. Now, the Niger trigger is very purple, and as it matures, it gets red teeth. That's why it's also called the red tooth trigger. I love the snowflake moray eels. I love the one-spot fox face and the fox face wool. I love seal fin tangs. I love the percula clownfish. I love the black and white Ocellaris clownfish. I love the pink spot Watchman goby. I love the diamond goby. And I love the flame hawkfish. Those are my favorite saltwater fish. And again, if there's any live listeners out there, you can call in at 1-347-989-8142 to share your favorite tropical fish, whether it be freshwater or saltwater, or um, you could share your dream fish. Wow, I, I could never imagine that me talking about my dream fish and my favorite fish 
would um, take 52 minutes. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick intermission. Coming up next, right after this intermission, I'm going to share my major spring 2017 fish room plans. Don't go anywhere, folks, because I can assure you, you're going to want to hear these fish room plans. I am very excited to share them with you, and I think all the saltwater lovers out there are going to enjoy it. So saltwater fish keepers and fish keepers alike, don't go anywhere, because coming up next, we're going to hear my spring 2017 fish room plans. But first, we're going to hear two songs, followed by some infomercials for the aquatic wetline. Before... I play our songs and our infomercials. I would like to once again remind you that there are still six spots open for Aquatic Wetlines Trivia Game. Remember, folks, the Aquatic Wetlines Trivia Game is debuting on April 15th, and I need eight contestants. I have two contestants confirmed, which means that there is a spot for six more contestants. So what are you waiting for? Take a few minutes out of your day and simply send me an email at aquaticwetline@outlook.com. And in the email, you're going to want to put your name, your location, your career, what's your favorite fish, and the fish that you are currently keeping right now. So please send an email to aquaticwetline@outlook.com. In the title, put AW Trivia. And in the content of the email, I would like to see your name, your location, your favorite fish, your career, and what fish you are keeping right now at this moment. So do yourself a favor, sign up now, enter now, send me the email. When I get the email, I will confirm you as a contestant. The first six emails are the first six contestants. So do yourself a favor, send an email during the intermission, and become a contestant on the very first Aquatic Wetline Aquatic Trivia Game. You will have a chance to win one of two prizes, possibly three. Uh, the first prize is a package sponsored by YourFishStuff.com that has $30 to $50 worth of homemade quality fish food and equipment in it. The second prize is going to be from me, Aqua Alex, which is going to be the very first Aquatic Wetline coffee mug. And other goodies, I will uh, let you guys know next Tuesday what the other goodies are going to be. And there might also be a third prize. So you have a chance to uh, walk out a winner on this show. And you also get bragging rights. You get to tell your fishkeeping friends. You can say, hey, I was on the very first Tropical Fishkeeping Podcast Trivia Game. How cool is that? If, if I wasn't the host of this show and somebody was hosting an aquatic wetline trivia game, I would jump all over it. So what are you guys waiting for? Again, aquatic wetline at outlook.com. Title your email, AW Trivia. And in your email, the content of your email includes your location, your name, your favorite fish, and your career, and the fish you are currently keeping right now. One final thing before we go to commercial break, I'd like to remind you guys to check me out on a site called Patreon. Patreon is a website where I'm going to publish my podcast, and uh, you guys can look at, listen to my podcast there as well. Uh, now, Patreon is a website where creators like myself 
and people that do YouTube videos and create artwork and things like that, they post their stuff there to get some publicity, for one, and two, some support uh, and some donations. Now, I'm not, I'm usually not the one that asks for hands out, handouts or anything because I like to work for what I get, but I would appreciate any help because I would like to get a brand new Blue Yeti microphone so that I can have better audio quality for my shows. Better audio quality means better shows, for me at least in my opinion. But anyway, for more information, please check out patreon.com forward slash Aqua Alex Cardinelli. Now i gotta rest, I got to relax my voice. I'm starting to lose it. So time for a Coke and time for some quick music and infomercials. Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by YourFishStuff.com. YourFishStuff.com provides hobbyists with quality homemade fish food and aquarium supplies. The Your Fish Stuff difference. Buy direct and save. Buy direct from Your Fish Stuff. No middleman, no food masses produced by large corporations, no food sitting around in warehouses. Just fresh, healthy food from your fish stuff to you. Quality ingredients like fish meal, shrimp, squid, kelp, spirulina, and corella algae. Doesn't cloud water. And all of their fish food is made fresh, crafted in small batches, hobbyists owned and operated. And all of their fish food is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. So check out YourFishStuff.com for quality fish food and aquarium equipment such as nets, filters, medications, and more. That's www.YourFishStuff.com, a proud sponsor of Aquatic Wetlines. I leave niggas so 
off the brain This nigga still wants the fame off the name First of all, you ain't rapped long enough To be fucking with me you, you ain't strong enough So whatever it is you puffing on I got you thinking that you Superman I got the kryptonite Should I smack him with my dick in the mic? That nigga's character It's not even good actors What's gonna be the outcome? That's out of all the factors You act, you twist it Your girl's a hoe You broke, the kid ain't yours And everybody knows Your own man say you stupid You be like, so? I love my baby mother I never let her go I'm tired of weak ass niggas Winding over put that don't belong to them Fuck is wrong with them They fuck it up for real niggas Like my man's in them Who get it all with the strength Or the hands with them Man, y'all gon' make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me act a fool Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me lose my cool Up in here, up in here I bring down rain so heavy it curse your head No more talking, put him in the dirt and stick You keep up, that you trying to end up red if I end up dead, I end up dead Cause you just soft type nigga Fake up north type nigga Push like a soft white nigga Dog is a dog, blood thicker than water We done been through the mud and we quicker the slaughter The bigger the order, the more guns we run out When up in there, everybody come out When nobody burn out Send in the sun out I'ma keep the gun out Nigga running his mouth I'ma blow his gun out Listen, your ass is about to be missing You know who gon' find you? Oh, some old man fishing Grandma wishing your soul's at rest But it's hard to digest with the sound of the Hole in your chest, huh? Y'all gon' make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me act a fool Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me lose my cool Up in here, up in here One, two, meet me outside
within his dreams He sees the life he made Made The pain is deep A silent sleeper You won't hear a peep, peep. The girl he wants Don't seem to want him to It seems the feelings That she had her through Through Cause day and night The lonely daughter Seems to free his mind at night He's all alone Through the day and night for some history to be created? Aquabiquet Line creates history once again by being the first tropical fish keeping podcast that will pay respect to the fish hobbyists and passionate fish experts and fish breeders who paved the way for fish keepers like you and me who have the chance to keep our awesome tropical fish. Aquabiquet Line is proud to announce that it will be hosting a show called Fish Keeping Hall of Fame where fish keepers, breeders, experts, Fish store owners and passionate fish lovers will be honored and inducted to the Aquatic Wetline. It all starts live this coming Sunday, March 26, 2017. On March 26, 2017 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific Quarry Catfish Breeder and Lover Lynn Matney will take her rightful place in the Aquatic Wetline. Longtime friend of hers Rebecca Withrow of over 20 years will be inducting Lynn into the Awe Hall of Fame. Find out how Lynn got into quarries, and much more on this fun show. Tune into the very first Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame live Sunday March 26, 2017 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific right here on Aquatic Wetline. All can be found at blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquatic wetline. Aquatic Wetline is looking for our first eight contestants for Aquatic Wetline's Aquatic Trivia Fish Game. Do you want to be a part of the first fish keeping trivia game? It's simple. 
the first eight fish keepers to send an email to aquaticwetline at outlook.com with the title AW Trivia will be the contestants. In your email, please describe yourself, your fish tanks, and your favorite fish in the career and location you live. You will have to be available on April 15th from 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific, and you will be on the show for an hour to two hours. So, would you like to be on the very first Aquatic Wetland Aquatic Trivia Game, where the first prize is sponsored by YourFishStuff.com, and the second prize is sponsored by Aquatic Wetline and Aqua Alex. So, there's a chance you can win a prize. So make sure you email AquaticWetline at Outlook.com and become one of the eight contestants. Tropical Fish Keeping listeners, I invite you to join your fish keeping group called Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline. I invite you to post pictures of your tropical fish, post videos of your tropical fish, post links to your fish keeping YouTube channel, or just chat fish. One of the added benefits of this group is I'm going to do a Facebook Live fish video every Sunday, starting the first Sunday of March. So make sure you go and join Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline on Facebook. Not only to post pictures of your fish, chat fish, but to see me live on Facebook in a Facebook Live video every Sunday. So what are you waiting for? Go join right now. Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline on Facebook. Yeah, this is the Aquatic Wetline, a tropical fish keeping show brought to you by Aqua Alex in Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's get back to the tropical fish chat right now. <laughs> Welcome back to the Aquatic Wetline on this fine Sunday evening. Tonight on Aquatic Wetline, Aqua Alex is talking about his favorite and dream tropical fish. Before the intermission break, Alex explains to you his favorite and dream fish and why. If you are just tuning in live now have no fear, 
You can listen to the first half of the show when the show archives and is posted on Aquatic Wetline Blog Talk Radio page or of course on iTunes, TuneIn Radio and other podcast sites that all is on. Coming up right now, Alex will talk about his personal fish room plans for 2017. He said they are big and huge plans. What are they? Let's find out as we return the show back to Alex Cardinali from the Springfield MA. How are your fish doing, Alex? Miss Foley and Mick Foley's baby robot boy says have a nice day. Bang, 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 bang. Have a nice day. My fish are doing good. Mrs. and Mr. McFoley's robot baby boy. Bang, bang. Have a nice day. <laughs> All right, so let's get to our, our next topic, and this is probably the biggest topic for today's show and definitely one that I am very excited to share with you, and I'm very excited to talk about it because it is something that I'm really looking forward to, and that is my 2017 Fish Room Plans. Now, I have been in the saltwater hobby since 2015, and October of that year, so you guys know that I'm going to be approaching two years this October, and I'm really, really loving the saltwater hobby. It's one of my favorite things that I've ever done in the aquarium hobby, and I'm looking to continue it and really looking to enjoy it, and I'm going to... Uh, keep all the fish I have for their entire life. And that is something that I haven't done for many fish in freshwater. Um, and I can say that I have a lot of respect for myself and a lot of pride that I'm going to keep every fish I have for my saltwater in, for their life unless there is some certain aggression or something like that. Anyway, I am going bigger and better in the saltwater hobby this coming spring. Because this coming spring, in June of 2017, that's right, June of this year, I'm going to be getting a 125-gallon aquarium for my saltwater fish. That's right, you heard it here, folks. I'm going to be getting a 125-gallon saltwater tank, and I'm going to turn that 125-gallon into a fish-only with live rock aquarium. It's going to be big enough to keep my fish in there for a while, and some of the fish will be in there their entire life. So I plan on having the 125-gallon aquarium set up as a saltwater fish only with live rock system, and I should have it up by the end of June. It should be up and running by the end of June or even the beginning of June. I'm aiming for the beginning of June to the end of June. I'm planning on getting the 125-gallon on June 1st. I plan on uh, adding the fish the same day that I get the tank, and then uh, it'll be cycled and good to go and set up and running and beautiful on the 30th of June. Now, here, let me tell you how I'm going to add the fish the same day that I get the 125-gallon. Basically, what I do is I take all of the water from the old tank, which is a 55-gallon tank. I put that in a huge brute container. So if you don't know what a brute container is, I know of it because I used to work in the food service industry. A brute container is um, a 50-gallon 
trash bucket, I guess you can call it. It's one of those things you'd find at a restaurant or a hospital. It's a brew container that has wheels. I put all the water in there, and then I put that water into the new 125-gallon aquarium. I use the same filters plus new filters, and I also put the rock in and the sand. So everything from the 55 is going to be the beneficial bacteria needed for the 125-gallon aquarium. And when I said the tank will be done and display and ready for display on June 30th, I mean that I'll have the necessary equipment for the tank because I'm going to need a protein skimmer. And also, I'm not sure whether or not I'm going to have a sump on the aquarium. But I do know that a protein skimmer is going to be a must. And I will work on getting a protein skimmer for that tank. So, so let me just break down these fish from plants for me and for you guys as well. So, on June 1st, I'm going to purchase a brand new 125-gallon tank and stand with uh, glass lids and an LED light. I'm going to be using my current saltwater filters that I have on my saltwater tank now, and I'm going to buy some more new filters, probably some filters that I've never used before. I'm thinking about using AquaClear 110 filters, and I'm also going to be getting a hang-on-the-back protein skimmer. The tank is going to be over-filtered, and it's going to have a protein skimmer on it, which is going to be a plus. I'm going to use crushed coral as my substrate. Now, crushed coral is something that I've enjoyed seeing on YouTube. I've seen people on YouTube with crushed coral in their tank. They use the crushed coral for African cichlids, and, of course, it's totally fine for saltwater aquariums. And I think crushed coral is a little bit cheaper than what I would pay for a bag of uh, live sand. So I'm definitely going to be going with crushed coral. And I'm going to be adding some more uh, Carob Sea Life Rock, or I might use a different rock because I've got about 50 pounds in my 55. So all I need max is another 30 or 40 pounds because I'm not going to be using the rocks for for bacteria growth or for the health filtration because the tank's going to be heavily filtered by the filters I got. I'll have on that tank and the uh, protein skimmer. I also plan on creating my very own PVC pipe cave for my moray eels and other fish to hide. Now, I only have a snowflake moray eel currently, but I do plan on getting one more moray eel, and we'll find out what that is in just a second here. Um, PVC pipes are great for moray eels to hide in because it makes them feel at home. And it's a small cave-like structure for them to hide. So I definitely recommend for fish like eels and in the freshwater side, things like black ghost knife and um, spiny eels and clown loaches and things like that. So I'm going to go to Home Depot or Lowe's, get some PVC pipe, and create a nice cave out of that. And then the day that I get the 125, which is probably going to be June 1st, I'm not sure yet, I'm going to move all the fish, all the life rock that I have in my 55, the filters from the 55-gallon, into the new 125-gallon aquarium. That's going to be a very, very exciting uh, thing that I'm going to be able to do. So I'm very excited about that. All right, so 
Now, I would like to talk about the fish that I'm going to add to the 125 along with the fish that I already have. Like I said earlier in the show, one of my dream fish is a zebra moray eel. Well, that view is going to come true this year because going into the 125, a month after the tank is set up and is ready for display, I'm going to be getting a zebra moray eel. And I cannot wait for that day. Zebra mores are an absolutely gorgeous fish, and I just can't wait to see him be happy in my six foot 125. Um, a zebra more eel has been a dream fish for a couple of years now. One of my first original favorite more eels was a, 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 a honeycomb more, telosida more eel. Sorry, that word gets me confused sometimes. But one of my first favorite more eels was a honeycomb more, but now. Since those yields are too aggressive and they eat all fish, I'll do a zebra moray. Plus, a zebra moray is absolutely beautiful. I also plan on adding a magnificent fox face and quite possibly a bicolor fox face to go along with him. Um, if, you, if I add them together, they should be okay with the one-spot fox face that my brother has. I think that's going to be exciting. Um, and I also plan on adding a blue jaws trigger to go as my nitro trigger. And finally, an orange shoulder tang. And then uh, I will likely decide what current livestock I'm going to keep and then which ones I'm going to rehome. Um, I'll decide that when the time comes. We still have a few months until that day actually comes. So I'm in no rush to decide what livestock is going in the 125. First, I have to concentrate on how I'm going to get it and uh, what's going to go in it and how I'm going to uh, set it up and things like that. So I could say that the spring and summer of this year look awesome for my saltwater hobby, and I'm pretty sure that it's going to look awesome for my freshwater hobby as well. I'm very much looking forward to it. And like I said, at the end of 2017, I'm going to have a very nice saltwater six-foot display aquarium, and I think that's going to be one of the best things that I have done this year. So I cannot wait for that. I have one more small plan that I want to talk about. I didn't plan on bringing it up on the show, but, hey, we have a little bit of extra time. I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. I have a 20-gallon aquarium that is currently empty right now. It used to house uh, a betta, but for some reason he never swam in the tank, so I put the betta in a fishbowl. And now the betta is doing good in there, which is kind of strange because you would think that a betta would like a, a large tank with a filter. Um, but anyways, I don't know. But anyway, the 20-gallon is a freshwater tank that is sitting empty. So tomorrow I'm going to, or sometime, I'm going to drain out the tank and add some uh, fresh water to that and get some uh, um, good bacteria back in there with the filter, let that cycle for three or four weeks, and then I'm planning on turning that into a nice community tank. Sorry, my dog came in here. <laughs> but anyway, I was, uh, I'm was i going to plan on turning that 20-gallon tank into a community aquarium. Right now, I have a very nice black background on the aquarium. And what I'm thinking of having in this tank is a group of glowfish. I would like to do a bunch of glow tetras. 
I think the road testers are actually nice. They're not a man-made fish. That's a controversy that people keep spreading. That is not true. A glow fish is a fish that is injected or actually, no, it's not injected. It's a fish that has um, coral DNA and jellyfish DNA and anemone DNA put inside its uh, egg as a fry, and it's born with those colors. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure how that happens and what it happens, but I'm going to have a show where I do plenty of research on this and share that with you guys because I'm not quite sure, but. I am defi- definitely going to have some glowfish, I think, in this 20-gallon aquarium. And I'm also going to have Corridorus catfish in honor of the great Lynn Masney. And I'm going to be getting a fancy betta, maybe like a nice half-moon betta for the 20-gallon aquarium. And that tank is going to be up April 1st. So in a few weeks, I'll have a new freshwater display tank to go along with my cichlid tank. So that's going to be very, very exciting. So again... I'm going to be doing a 20-gallon community aquarium. I am planning on adding glow tetras, uh, a fancy betta, and some corridors in honor of Lynn Massey, and that will be finished and completed by April. So I can't wait to set that up. So I'm going to have three fish tanks this year. I've got the freshwater cichlid tank that has my red devil in there and my red-spotted green chevron and my pike cichlid and my catfish. And then I've got my uh, saltwater tank that's going to be upgraded to 125 by by June. And then I've got, I'm going to have that 20-gallon uh, glow light community tank. And I'm going to love all three of these aquariums. So those are my fish room plans for 2017. I really recommend that you check them out by YouTube because I'm going to be a busy man on YouTube as I post all of these updates and things to come in 2017 for uh, my fish room. My YouTube channel is AC Tropical Fish 1993. I really recommend you go and check it out and subscribe to my channel because I'm going to have some new content coming, including an announcement officially on my YouTube channel about uh, upgrading my saltwater tank. And of course, about the 20-gallon aquarium. I'm going to have some videos published on my YouTube channel this coming week, so make sure that you guys uh, check it out, AC Tropical Fish 1993. I had a lot of fun on today's show. I certainly hope that you guys enjoyed the show. I'm going to wrap up the show right after this, and we'll end the show right after a word from our sponsor. Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by YourFishStuff.com. YourFishStuff.com provides hobbyists with quality homemade fish food and aquarium supplies. The Your Fish Stuff difference. Buy direct and save. Buy direct from Your Fish Stuff. No middleman, no food masses produced by large corporations, no food sitting around in warehouses. Just fresh, healthy food from your fish stuff to you. Quality ingredients like fish meal, shrimp, squid, kelp, spirulina, and corella algae. Doesn't cloud water. And all of their fish food is made fresh, crafted in small batches, hobbyists owned and operated. And all of their fish food is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. 
So check out YourFishStuff.com for quality fish food and aquarium equipment such as nets, filters, medications, and more. That's www.YourFishStuff.com, a proud sponsor of Aquatic Wetlines. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you guys for tuning in. Before I end the show, I have a couple of announcements that I would like to make. First and foremost, Aquatic Wetline is going to be having a lot of shows this coming week starting tomorrow. And it's the only time that you're going to see Aquatic Wetline on the weekdays. Because after this week, starting next Saturday, not this Saturday, but the next Saturday, Aquatic Wetline will broadcast on weekends only. Aquatic Wetline will broadcast on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, starting in two weeks. So Aquatic Wetline will be on the air three days a week. That way there's a set schedule. That way you guys know when I'm on the air and when to expect me so that I don't have to cancel shows because I got something coming up. Because sometimes when I have a show scheduled, something pops up that makes me miss it, and I always have to cancel it, and I hate doing that. So what I decided to do was I'm going to do aquatic wetland shows on the weekends, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, every weekend, unless there is something that is going to be going on. But this week, we've got uh, quite a few shows coming up. We've got the Amphilophus Hour coming up. Then I've got a discussion on water changes. Then I've got a show called Keeping Marine Puffers in Aquariums, where I'll be talking about keeping aerofron puffers like the dog face and the porcupine puffers. And then I'm going to be talking about uh, paying respects to Lynn Massey by doing her Keeping Corridors Catfish show. And last but not least, I will be doing uh, the, the very first ever Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame show. And that's taking place next Sunday as uh, Rebecca and I induct the late great Corridors breeder Lynn Masney into the Aquatic Wetline Fishkeeping Hall of Fame. So I just wanted to make sure you guys know that we're going to be on the air a lot next week. And you're going to be able to hear all the shows by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquatic wetline. Now, next Sunday, March 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific, we're going to break history. We're going to make history and break history, I guess, for that matter. I'm going to host my very first aquatic wetline Fish Keeping Hall of Fame. The very first inductee is Corridorist breeder Lynn Masney, who bred green and gold laser quarries, among other species of Corridorus. She had a passion for Corridorus, and she really loved her quarries. So join me and her inductor, who is going to be her friend of over 20 years, Rebecca Wistrow, as she inducts Lynn, and she'll talk to us about how Lynn gets started in the tropical fish hobby and how Lynn got into Corridorus, and then we're going to hear some of Lynn's speeches from Aquatic Wetline on Corridorus. So, guys, make sure you check that out next Sunday at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, and there's going to be a lot of promotion for that, so you'll be, you'll be able to see a promotion somewhere on social media, and you'll be able to listen simply by clicking that link. Don't forget that Aquatic Wetline Trivia game is coming up soon. 
April 15th, and I only have two confirmed participants, so I'm going to need six more. And there are still six spots open. All you've got to do is submit an email to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. In the title of the email, you need to put AW Trivia. In the content of your email, you've got to put your name, your location, your career, the type of fish you have, and your favorite fish. Two people are confirmed, one listener and another fish keeper that I've known. I need six more. Remember, there are two prizes, a possible third as well. A yourfishstuff.com prize worth $30 to $50. It's a box filled with fish food and other goodies, a aquatic wetline coffee mug and other stuff, and much more. So come be a part of a historic first ever fish keeping podcast. Just simply email me, aquaticwetline at outlook.com. In the title, put AW Trivia. Then put in your content, your name, your location, your uh, career, the fish you have now, and your favorite fish. Simple as that. Take two minutes out of your day and do it. What are you waiting for? Just do it. Or as the great one, The Rock, would say, just do it. All right. So I would like to uh, thank you guys for tuning into today's show. Um, I hope you had a lot of fun hearing about my favorite fish and my dream fish. And I hope you are happy about my 2017 fish room plans. I'm really happy, so hopefully you are as well. If you enjoyed today's show, please share today's show on your social media account, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, uh, Tumblr, whatever you guys go on. Share my show so that your fish-keeping friends can listen to the show. And also, um, tell your friends about our show. Remember, you can find our show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquatic wetline. You can find my show on uh, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod, Pod, uh, Bean, I think it's called, and uh, Blueberry Podcasting. So there's a lot of places for you to check out Aquatic Wetline. All right, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate your listen. Have a nice day. And thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wetline. As Mrs. Foley's and Mick Foley's baby robot would say, have a nice night. Bang, bang, bang. Aqua Alex from Springfield, Massachusetts, signing off. Take on. Good night, everyone. Are you ready for some history to be created? Aquatic Wetline creates history once again by being the first tropical fish-keeping podcast that will pay respect to the fish hobbyists and passionate fish experts and fish breeders who paved the way for fish keepers like you and me who have the chance to keep our awesome tropical fish. Aquatic Wetline is proud to announce that it will be hosting a show called Fish Keeping Hall of Fame where fish keepers, breeders, experts, fish store owners and passionate fish lovers will be honored and inducted to the Aquatic Wetline. It all starts live this coming Sunday, March 26, 2017. On March 26, 2017 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific Cory Catfish breeder and lover Lynn Matney will take her rightful place in the aquatic wetline. Longtime friend of hers Rebecca Withrow of over 20 years will be inducting Lynn into the All Hall of Fame. Find out how Lynn got into Cory's 
and much more on this fun show. Tune into the very first Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame live Sunday, March 26, 2017 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific right here on Aquatic Wetline. All can be found at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Aquatic Wetline. Aquatic Wetline is looking for our first eight contestants for Aquatic Wetline's Aquatic Trivia Fish Game. Do you want to be a part of the first fish keeping trivia game? It's simple. The first eight fish keepers to send an email to aquaticwetline at outlook.com with the title AW Trivia will be the contestants. In your email, please describe yourself, your fish tanks, and your favorite fish in the career and location you live. You will have to be available on April 15th from 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. And you will be on the show for an hour to two hours. So, would you like to be on the very first Aquatic Wetland Aquatic Trivia Game? Where the first prize is sponsored by YourFishStuff.com and the second prize is sponsored by Aquatic Wetline and Aqua Alex. So, there's a chance you can win a prize. So make sure you email AquaticWetline at Outlook.com and become one of the eight contestants. This episode of the Aquatic Wetline has concluded. Aqua Alex thanks you for listening to his show. Please check out Aquatic Wetline Fishkeeping Podcast on Facebook and hit like for tropical fish facts and more. Feel free to reach Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com with any tropical fish questions. Your questions may make the show. Good night.